We be saying no, 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 when it's really yes, 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 yes. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Fem Phenom podcast. My name is Angela, and this is episode seven. So before I even get into the episode, I just have to say that season eight, episode three of Game of Thrones is the best piece of television that I have seen in my entire life. When I tell you that it was jam-packed, that it was amazingly produced, that every minute of it I was on the edge of my seat, that my nerves were all over the place, I felt like I was going to have a heart attack and then I was erupting with joy and then I was crying and then I was waiting and then I was scared. It was amazing. And if you happen to be one of those people who have never seen an episode of Game of Thrones and don't understand what the big deal is, I'm judging you. But (laughs) with that said, this episode is going to focus on love, which is something that I am still in the process of discovering. But it's also one of those things that I truly believe is something that no one can teach you. It's one of those lessons, those life lessons that you have to come into on your own it's one of those things that you have to learn and full and and come to an appreciation of and an understanding of on your own uh no one can prepare you for it no one can go through it for you no one can shield you from the from the uh the pains of it no one can shield you from the ugly sides of it no one can really protect you or prepare you for love um (laughs) it's it's a motherfucker as Lorenz Tate said in Love Jones um and as Bran said in episode two of this season of Game of Thrones, when Jamie was pleading his case to Daenerys about why he, you know, wanted to fight for, you know, for humanity at Winterfell. And Bran looked at him and said, the things we do for love. <laughs> but in that vein, love will, one of the things that I've realized is that in the pursuit of love which some have said you know is in the name of love but I really prefer to say that we do a lot of things in the pursuit of love because I don't think that any of these things are really done in the name of real love I think it's done in the pursuit of what we have convinced ourselves love is and one of those things that we do is you do things that you just never imagined you would do you never envisioned yourself doing and no one could have told you you would do you would probably deny it if someone told you that you would do it but it's one of those never say never kind of situations when it comes to the lengths that we go to in the pursuit of love there is no mountain high enough no valley low enough no river wide enough to keep you (laughs) from what you've convinced yourself is love and in that vein we make fools of ourselves we make excuses for no good partners we isolate ourselves from family and friends when we realize that they are unapproving of our partner or if our partner is unapproving of them uh we settle 
in relationships that are not reciprocal for many reasons um, to avoid loneliness or for a look. I have a friend named Mary who has been married for several decades at this point, And she would always say they see the glory, but they don't know the story. And <laughs> she would just talk about how different people in her and her husband's social circle circles would be envious of their relationship. And she was like, we have been through some ish. We've been through some shit and they see where we are now. They see the victory that we're celebrating and they are envious of it. But if they realize, you know, if they were able to witness what we had to go through to get here, they wouldn't want this. They wouldn't, you know, like you don't really realize what the thing you're asking for entails when it comes to love. Um, and I, a lot of people stay in relationships for a look, get into relationships for a look or uh, envy relationships because of a look. I remember growing up, everything about love that I you know, everything that played into how I define love was based on a look on music videos, on television, on film, on magazines, you know, like so many things reinforced what love looked like for me. And, and there weren't many things that as exemplified what love was or what love felt like. Um, I remember, you know, wanting the kind of love I would see in music videos and boys to men videos or in H town videos or in Joe to see videos and all the while Casey's beating Mary J Blige's ass. And I'm over here wanting the love that they are pretending to have in a music video where they've hired models or on a photo shoot where, you know, they're pretending to be so madly in love. And now I can appreciate the fact that love doesn't look a certain way. It, you know, love is more of uh, a reinforcing of feeling and a reinforcing of a spiritual a spiritual agreement and a manifestation of a partnership. It's not necessarily about a look necessarily. Um, and even in a conversation I was having with a friend recently where they were frustrated by a disagreement they were having with a partner, um, I remember chiming in and saying, you know, it's not always going to look good. You know, love doesn't all and relationships don't always look good. And maybe have you reconciled with yourself me I was asking this to the friend have you reconciled with yourself that the relationship that works for you might not necessarily look the way you imagined it would look your partner might not look the way you expect them to look and that speaks to I'm speaking to physicality there but I'm also speaking to the way you expect compromise to look or the way you expect negotiation to look or conflict to look or you know just a number of things we just expect things I think we define love unfortunately at a very early age through the examples that we are exposed to by our parents by our mentors again by film by television by music and in a lot of ways we 
define love through a distorted lens. And I think as we get older and we begin to experience relationships and we get begin to realize what love is and isn't, we have to redefine love. One, we have to acknowledge that we have misdefined love. And then we have to go on a journey where we really define love for ourselves, by ourselves, FUBU style. And as I have journeyed to do that, a couple of things that I have noticed and had to reconcile within myself is that love is not about control. It's not about perfecting someone and it's not about making someone into who I want them to be. Um, Lauren London said something really beautiful during Nipsey Hussle's memorial. She said uh, that he taught her that you cannot possess people. You merely experience them. And that shook me. Um, Beyond that, I remember being really frustrated with somebody that I had dated on and off for a while who I had amazing sexual chemistry with and an amazing sexual energy with but we just did not fit on a spiritual level uh, I mean physically we were great beyond the sex I found this person very attractive they found me really attractive and it looked like it, it had that look of what I thought you know like this person could be my partner they look like the kind of person I you know I want to be with they're interested in the things I want to have shared interests with my partner on um, and we had a lot of shared interests but I realized one day when I was sitting with myself you know how you sit with yourself and you were uh, having a moment with yourself where you're thinking about all the things that a person is doing that are frustrating you and this did this they did this and this annoyed me and this part of, you know, like they just really need to do this better. And I wish they would stop doing that. And I don't know why they did this this way or said that that way. And I had to check myself in the moment and realize you don't like this person. You and this person don't fit. There's actually nothing wrong with what they're doing. And there's nothing, there's nothing in there's nothing erroneous about what they're doing there's nothing bad necessarily about what they're doing you just their behaviors don't aren't compatible with your personality and they're not things that you can see yourself compromising on or existing being in in a coexisting with and I realized I didn't like that person. I didn't like their behaviors. I didn't really like their personality. I enjoyed the fact that we had shared interests. I was very physically attracted to them and I enjoyed our sexual chemistry, but I didn't like them as a person. I remember that I didn't even like the way this person walked (laughs) and it sounds so crazy, but their walk was reflective of the way that they did things this person didn't have a sense of urgency about anything and they literally dragged their feet when they walked and that annoyed me to no end and it reminded me of the fact that they didn't have a sense of urgency and I just realized 
as 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 trivial as it may sound I can't be with someone who doesn't have a sense of urgency if you like I like to move from one task to another get shit done do something I can't like why are you taking hours to do something that can be done in minutes why it's a difference between procrastinating and putting something off until the last minute but the fact that everything you do is done in slow motion that made me so frustrated (laughs) and that was just this person's nature and I realized that it was wrong of me to want them to step outside of what felt natural to them in order to please me and you know I had to check myself on that and say you don't like this person and that's fine but it's all it's not right for you to continue to make them feel bad about being themselves and continue to try to uh, uh, make suggestions about them doing things the way you want them done. That's not fair. You know, I wouldn't want them doing that in turn to me. So I had to step away for, I had to, you know, sit with myself in that knowledge for a minute and then just step away from the situation. Like it's, you know, it's not anything about you're a dope ass person. We're just not compatible. And then realizing that it was so much easier for me to walk away and leave that situation alone and not go back to it in the way that I had for years, just kept returning to it because of what I did enjoy about it. And I've been able to observe that in a lot of the relationships that I have witnessed up close with people who are, you know, in my life and witness from afar, even from people just sharing, you know, their stories with me. But you know, is it seems to be commonplace for people to want someone to be something that they need and not necessarily accepting people for who they are. Not to say that we shouldn't challenge one another and we shouldn't build each other up and we shouldn't stretch each, each other, you know, as partners, we shouldn't stretch each other in the best ways. But not really liking a person for who they are and just like being annoyed and repulsed by by a person for things that are that there's nothing wrong with there's things that you don't want and things that you're not comfortable with and things that you don't like that's fucked up and you know I think we have to be accountable to ourselves in that way we can't continue to think that love is love has to fit you know our a definite uh, uh fit what how into the way that we defined it you know or misdefined it early in our lives or based on the examples or poor examples that we were given and then you have to step into the love the way I know it uh something that Michelle Obama said in her Super Soul Sunday about how she defined love and she had to realize that her and Barack defined love differently that for her love was up close love was sitting at the dinner table together love was you know it it was uh always present love was doing things as a unit and because he was raised by a single mother who was often traveling and not necessarily present physically for him you know love was love could be distant and love could wait and love was patient and love wasn't 
you know, love didn't necessarily mean sitting down for dinner and having ice cream and, you know, going over talking about your day together, you know, at the dinner table. So I said all that to say that at some point we have to acknowledge that we have perhaps defined love through distorted or adolescent lenses and we need to redefine love as we grow as we come into new knowledge as we mature um so where i am now with love is i believe that love stretches us in the best ways i also believe that love takes you as you are while simultaneously challenging you to be the best version of yourself to pursue your wildest dreams and to always be moving towards the person you want to be I also believe that love is safe and it provides safety and that it is protective and that it's private that love is intimate that love is private and that the best parts of love are shared between two people in a way that the two of them know intimately and the the rest of the world doesn't necessarily need to be in on that um again I am redefining love every day for myself and coming into new knowledge of love every day but I want to close with something that a friend shared with me recently that really moved me and it is this I want someone who can elevate me stretch me grow me introduce me to new things about myself that I didn't know existed challenge me in ways that stretch me for the better not someone who tests my tolerances when I say I nearly fell out of my seat when my friend said this bro it really rocked me and so I will leave that here with you and I love to hear what you have learned about love as you've grown as you've matured as you have come into yourselves so send me an email at the femphenom at gmail.com tweet you can also hit me up on all social media platforms at the femphenom and until next week guys take care